Welcome to episode 143 of CGM's Pixels and in Ink podcast. I am Melanie and I'm back this week. And I'm joined by the usual cast of characters. Phil. That's me. What? Characters. Oh, okay. For some reason I heard that as campers and I was just like, well, okay. I was putting on some sort of weird accent because we're a cast of characters. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. That's yeah, pretty I zany. Mean, yeah. Oh, in in, in, mm-hmm. in player, I have been accused of being a camper because I do like to snipe. Uh-huh. And snipers should not be constantly moving around uh-huh. hoping to like, you know, take a guy down at close range in an alley. Oh Unless you play Call of Duty where everybody, even the snipers, are all just shooting each other in the I eyes, watched so. that Gamergate episode of SVU and they even used the term, are you camping back there? Oh my god, don't. Don't, don't watch yeah. it. it. It's ridiculous. But I do yeah. camp because snipers are supposed to camp. To camp. Yeah. So. No, it's true. God forbid that you know yeah. play the game. And just get up and walk 15 out. feet in a different direction and then sit yeah. down again. So, okay. Counts. And that's Wayne, of course. Yeah. The camper. Yes, the camper, yes, yeah. yes, the camper, yes. Wayne the camper. Yeah. And Phil the cannibal. Yep, that's me. <laughs> All right, we'll jump right in into it with the news. Wayne, I believe, has some news for us today. Okay, um, well, okay, the, the first big thing that I personally am I mean, super excited about. I, I bet I know what it is. So pumped up. So, so pumped up, so pumped up that I just actually, there's like two mail my mail. Actually, mail there's, my there's two things this week I think could compete for your love. Okay, I can only think of one, but all right. Um, but my particular news is that, okay, in addition to, on Tuesday, Harmonix released two tunes on the Xbox Live Marketplace and the PlayStation Store, mm-hmm. and one was a tune by Weezer called Back to the Shack, uh-huh. and the other was a tune from Tenacious D called Rise of the Phoenix, uh-huh. and... So that got people going. It's like, well, there's nothing random uh, or whimsical about those title selections, is there? Uh-huh. And then on top of that, the business outlet Bloomberg, um, they got in touch with an anonymous source at Harmonix, and that guy said, yes, we're working on Rock Band 4 for the Xbox One and the PS4. Whoa. So Rock Band 4 is probably happening. So wins yeah. already packed I'm so happy about yeah. this because I love Rock Band. Yeah, you get to buy all the instruments again? Probably not. Probably, yeah. yeah. Probably not. I'd assume so. Why wouldn't they? All that money to be made? Are you kidding? No, that's not what really. kind of put set them back before, yeah. though. Like that's the thing. They've kind of learned that they make their money from the sales of the songs and not, not the, instruments. the uh, instruments, especially. But it's they, a new system. Basically, lessons have been learned from the last generation, which was mm-hmm. the other big thing against trying to sell new instruments all over again is mm-hmm. that. The retailers, the physical space. retailers, really, yeah. really don't like them. Yeah, the yeah. shelf space you need for a drum kit is amazing. Yeah, of course, but you have to assume that there are kids out there that the PS4 is their first major system. Yeah, so and they've be able to buy the they band. probably will sell new instruments, but, but I, there's a sure bet that they're going to make the old instruments compatible so that those people that don't want to go out and buy them won't have to, especially like... Um, this is wishful thinking, Lane. This reminds me of when you when you predicted that there would be a HD remix of GTA V, and I said that's total bullshit. Rockstar would never do that to me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So get yeah, ready to get fucked, Lane. So it's 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 yeah it's 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 probably the same wishful thinking again mm-hmm. that you know I think that they're going to make like you know the instruments compatible. No way. This, is a, big, this is a big moment. Nope. They got to get all that money. I all also I also think that they are going to make all the songs that you purchase for previous platforms they're going to carry over to Rock Band 4. I think that they're going to do that. Especially yeah. since it's like, you know, well, how you feel you, about Santa Claus and the when, Easter Bunny? When you got your songs from Rock Band 1, those carried over into Rock Band 2, mm-hmm. and then when you bought Rock Band 3, those songs carried over from Rock Band 1 and 2 into Rock Band 2. They were all in the same system and released a year apart. There was a big gap in this. 
Yeah, there was, but I also think that because of all of the trouble that they had going between Rock Band and one and two, I think that's ex- I think that one hundred percent explains why yeah. there hasn't been a new game like, for until this yeah. new generation. For I'm, sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure for that sure. They, they were like, we can only do this once per generation, so we better wait. Then, yeah. we'll, then next generation will have that but big I, sweet I am cow. I am going to bet that the songs will carry over and that the old instruments will be compatible. Although, of course, they will sell new instruments because... Which, thank God, because I need a new drum Yeah, because there are actually a lot of people who are like, yeah, I actually, like, you know, sold off my stuff and I don't have them anymore, so I need to buy them. Mm -hmm. But then there are other people like, you could actually take um, the legit digital electronic drum kits Mm -hmm. and... Rock Band actually sold an attachment that would let you use those as your drum mm-hmm. your drum pad mm-hmm. for the Rock Band games. Mm-hmm. So I think that they're going to carry that stuff over where it's like, if you've got that old module that lets you do that, mm-hmm. we're still going to let you do that. You won't have to go out and buy like a new drum or mm-hmm. you know, take any of the other stuff. But if you don't have your drum set anymore and you want to buy a new one, mm-hmm. here it is. I'd still recommend you find some space in your apartment for a new band. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he will. You're going to yeah. need it. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I've got a basement with all that stuff. So okay, so like, you're we're, set. We're fine, yeah. You're set. I'm, I'm, I'm totally set, yeah. yeah. Just get ready. Yeah. Well, save, no, I mean, it's like I, I still have, you know, a friend that comes over and we rock out with Oh, yeah, no, so. Rock Band's a blast. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm thrilled it's coming back. I just think it's a little naive to suggest to think that you're not going to have to buy all those big plastic instruments again. Okay. Yeah, that's all. No, I, I think that they will sell new plastic instruments. Yeah. I don't think oh, that it course. will be mandatory that's that you will have to, you know. I don't know, new yeah. generation. We'll see how Because they can be like, oh, that ancient PS3 mm-hmm. stuff, there's no way that yeah. can work on the PS4. You just got to get a whole new guitar. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen, but we'll see how it goes. We'll and it's like, this time you're the cynic and I'm the optimist. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a strange turn of events. It is. But, uh, yeah, we will see how this we plays will out. We will see. I just save some extra money. Yeah. And if it turns out that that's what you have to do, I will, of course, go of course. Out and buy new instruments. But, of yeah. course. Well, I wouldn't mind because I sold off all my stuff. Okay. So yeah. if I'm going to get into it again, I'll get into it properly. So, I wouldn't mind. I miss it. Oh, really? You just. Do you still have the game? Uh, no, it was uh, no, I it was a space thing because okay. I, I I had the whole band uh, worth of instruments when oh, I had right. a roommate. So when and you I got moved rid of I moved into my other and then moved into okay. my own place and I just didn't. I just it just felt like it was taking up too much space. Oh, okay. And I was fine with it for a while, but then I really started to regret it. And uh, yeah, now I'd be totally game with getting it again. Okay. They were so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, much no, fun. No, no, I mean it's it's a rock band. It's yeah. a good time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's even a good time when people aren't very good. It might actually be a better time when people aren't very good, mm-hmm. especially if they're bad singers. Mm-hmm. Then it's a hilarious time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, provided that you don't have to listen to that bad singing for like you know eight hours a day no, every no. day. No, no, not great for neighbors, I'd imagine. But beyond that, yeah, actually, I suppose you're probably right. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's like I I still remember at the height of like you know rock band popularity, like walking down my neighborhood when I was still living in downtown Toronto and like mm-hmm. you know some of the frat houses because mm-hmm. I lived in the area where like the frat houses were and you mm-hmm. would just hear these frat boys just you know warmly not saying yeah. living on a prayer yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah, our neighbors hate hilarious. us because yeah. yeah. we play rock band almost what mm-hmm. once or twice a month very loudly. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I play rock band once a month. And, yeah. you know, it's like, now I will actually be able to tell my friend, dude, you have to go out and get a PS4 now because uh-huh. I know that you've rock been waiting band. for rock band as your excuse to get a PS4. Uh-huh. Your excuse has arrived. Uh-huh. And he will have to buy all the new instruments since uh-huh. he doesn't have any himself. Uh-huh. So he's just been coming home, you know, over to my place and freeloading off mine. Uh-huh. Well, 
Well, you'll have all those as extra now, so maybe you can give him your old instrument. No, I don't know. I, I like my, my guitar. I'm pretty attached to my guitar. But it's not going to be compatible anymore. We'll see. Because you're going to have to get those yeah. new instruments. We we will see. I feel like it's been such a long gap, and they're going to try and make a big deal out of it. They probably try to have new twists, right? So they might be they might not work with the old instruments. might be a slightly different model this yeah, time. It, it really depends on what kind of numbers they run and whether or not they actually think they can make money off of the sales of instruments or <laughs> how could they not because you know it's like yeah a lot of well people, i mean i agree it was a problem you know, before yeah. when it was like you bought rock band mm -hmm. one and then rock band two came out the next year and then if you got that again you'd have to get rock band three the following year for yeah. sure but now there's been a big gap mm -hmm. this is rock band four this is a new system this is a whole other ball game this is a clean slate mm -hmm. they're coming back strong buy the instruments again bitch yeah yeah that's or their not. motto. Yeah, we'll see. Wow. Keep dream a little we'll dream, We'll see Wayne. how it goes. Dream yeah. a little dream. Yeah. What's your next story? Okay. Uh, What's the, the other one you thought that he'd be excited yeah, about? Yeah, what is the no? other one that you Did, thought like, was... Google Plus take off or something? Aliens. Yeah. Is that what happened? Oh, that news. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's my news story, Mel. Yeah. Oh, he loves aliens. I thought he'd be excited about that, it's, too. He doesn't do okay, well, then you, you can tell that news All right, I'll now. do that. Yeah, after we talked about it a little bit before, yeah, we Neil Baumkamp yeah. from uh, District 9 um, released some art that he'd been developing for a unproduced alien project, and it seemed like he had put it out there to get internet hype a la Deadpool to try and secure himself the job, and it surprise, worked. surprise, totally worked, and he's in charge, and that's so... Um, a, because I love the concept, the idea of going back to Earth, and Earth as we've been completely overrun by aliens. Are, are we just pretending That's now brilliant. that Alien 3 and 4 never I'm happened? I'm assuming not, because at yeah. the end of 4, they were returning home. So I assume they get off the ship, Winona Ryder and St Sigourney are there, mm -hmm. and biggity-bam. Okay. I don't know, it's been so long, I don't think that like they'd want to be too burdened by continuity, because they're hoping to get in new audiences and okay. so forth. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. Like, he hasn't said anything yeah, beyond the I mean, I, I do remember Ripley's in the yeah. art, so one would assume yeah. that there's a connection there. I mean, I remember seeing some other concept art that actually had, like, you know, Ripley and Hicks. Oh, really? And all that sort of thing. And it's like, yeah. and if you're doing that, then you basically have to pretend that Alien, Alien 3, 3 didn't happen. Yeah. 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 Well, it's not impossible. Yeah. I don't know. I'm curious to see how they handle it. Regardless, it's extraordinarily exciting because... Yeah. Um, See, I'm actually. I got really excited about a new alien movie a few years ago called Prometheus, and then oh, it sucked, yeah. and it wasn't an alien movie. Yeah, I'm, so I'm actually curious, but I'm not one. super hyped. Um, no? Well, it's it's just because, I, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but it's like I liked District 9, but I wasn't blown away by it. Um, I love District 9. Yeah. Elysium was a bit of a letdown, okay. but it was a letdown in a way where, like, you know, this was a guy was finally given $200 million. That okay. comes with a lot of pressure, yeah. and there were just some. You know, I admired the ambition of it, and certainly on a visual technical level, it was extraordinary. Yeah, see, that's this was also my thing with District Nine is that you know, I was like, I, I was impressed with what he managed to do with it. I just also felt that while he's very good at world building, mm -hmm. he didn't actually necessarily tell. Um, you know, it's like a very tight story within the world that he created. Well, I mean, it's a messy it. story, but deliberately yeah. messy story. Mm -hmm. And I love the mix of mixture of tones. I loved mm -hmm. how like it started like a Christopher Guest movie and ended like a epic sci-fi action mm -hmm. movie. I don't know. I think there's a lot of and in you know, and he touched on you know social commentary about South Africa. There's mm -hmm. all there. I think there's a lot going on in District Line, and not a lot more than is necessary in the type of you know yeah. bang bang genre movie he was selling. And even Elysium, um, for all its flaws, there's a lot of ambition going on there. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, the Snowpiercer came out, and it's just a better version of that movie. 
but um, that's neither here nor there. I mean, the bit, yeah, no, I couldn't. I think, I mean, it, it's ultimately like, who would you hand an alien franchise to now? And he'd probably be at the top of my list. I don't okay. know who else I'd give it over to. Who would you give it to? Um, I rest my case. Yeah, I don't know what. I, I mean, if, I'd give it back to James Cameron again. Uh, yeah. He'd just have people having sex with the aliens in like a quiet, serene setting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, so because if James Cameron were to do it, then you know it's like some guy would like you know possess the body of the alien and then learn that these are actually really decent people and then start fighting the Whalen Yutani Corporation. Mm-hmm. Once again, Wayne, as preventing I said, them from getting the unobtainium that yeah. is going to like you know just destroy this like I said, wonderful Wayne, culture. Like I said, Wayne, it, it's unfortunate you hadn't seen Pocahontas and Fern Gully before. <laughs> it really is. I have seen, but Pocahontas, if you had, you'd understand. That. Uh, it's just kind okay. of nonsense. All right, Dances with Wolves. You've seen that too. Very long time ago. Then, then, yeah. then bother you it's the same movie nope, doesn't bother me because like when he did aliens the cool thing was he was like oh that movie no here's a different one mm-hmm. that was great as opposed to just being like a mm, little of this little of that little journey cover i'm totally okay with the journey cover aesthetic uh, <laughs> so it's just movie's garbage <laughs> wayne but you also like dune so you're nuts yes i did like dune yeah, <laughs> so. Yeah. so you're just nuts yeah, my taste is, is all over the place. Yeah, but. basically, if it has like a big alien on it, you're on board. Most times, yeah. yeah actually, there you I'm, go. I'm usually there you pretty go. happy there with a big go. alien somewhere. Well, that's fine. In that's that's fine. Yeah. We all have our little yeah. thing. Um, yeah. No, I'm I'm on board. Um, yeah, like the, the only person in terms of American filmmakers, certainly he's the only one. He's not even American. He's not South even American. African. He's South African. But in terms of like. So. People that are already established in the Hollywood system, mm-hmm. he's someone I'm happy with. I mean, like in a perfect world, I would love it if they gave it to one of the like South Korean genre directors. That would be, actually be, be fascinating. Yeah. yeah, to see what they'd do with it, that'd be nuts. But that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So this is fine. Yeah, or give yeah. it to one of the insane Japanese directors. Totally, would, like it would be interesting, but probably totally, like, but never going to happen. Yeah, there's too much money. To I be mean, made. they already gave it to a Frenchman, and we saw what happened that time. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at least at least it's someone better than mm-hmm. the people that did the Alien versus Predator movies. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all I can really ask for. Although I actually watched the first Alien versus Predator recently, and it wasn't that bad. It was better than I remembered. That's the one where they went to Antarctica. Yeah, right? yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, it's stupid for sure. <laughs> and the first twenty minutes, when it's humans talking, is unwatchable. <laughs> But once the aliens and predators start fighting each other, it's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, that's really... Because it's the aliens and predators, yeah. You, yeah. Want, you want to see the aliens and predators Absolutely, fighting Absolutely, but other, then so. you look at the second one, you can yeah. see how wrong that can go and how quickly. Mm. And it can go horribly, But horribly, I did like the fact that they wrong. killed a kid in that second Aliens versus Predator movie. But who cares? I don't care about that kid, so right. what difference does it make? But they killed a kid. They did. And so I was pretty satisfied about that. Well, that's fair. Like, yeah. Fair enough. What else you got news story-wise? Okay, as far as other news stories goes, uh, there's also... Okay, so we don't actually have our review score out yet. Mm -hmm. At least that's the time of this recording. But really, the biggest news this week is that everybody's just going on and on and on about The Order 1886. Right. There's, like, a lot of controversy around this game. Mm -hmm. Um a lot of review scores have already come out, and people are blasting it. Um, uh-huh. It's actually sitting currently at like a 66 on Metacritic. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, not doing great. But yeah. what, it's reignited the big debate about game length uh-huh. because some people have played the game, and they're like, you know, yeah, it's about like you know, five or six hours, and there's like no multiplayer. So uh-huh. that, that's it. You pay $70, and you're done. Uh-huh. And... Um, uh, once again, everybody. Yeah, I have no problem with cost playing. versus time. Well, I mean, like, what, I, where do you stand well, on the, the cost versus time? I have no problem with playing a five-hour game. Sometimes I get bored with games because they go on too long. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to. I shouldn't have to pay seventy dollars for a five-hour game. Okay. 
should be understood <laughs> that if it's going to be a shorter game, I pay less. Like I'm not saying it should get to the point where we have to pay by the minute, mm -hmm. but five hours—that's like uh, that's like a half the length of what one would assume mm -hmm. from the normal game. You know what I mean? As opposed to something like you know Dragon Age Inquisition, where that clocks in at like 150 or more hours, exactly. which is like a ridiculous amount of time. Exactly, and that I don't—that I—that I find more irritating. Okay. Than than really? if then when the game, yeah, definitely. Because I don't so have, if you I had to choose between like I don't have a, the patience for that. So if you had to choose between a seventy dollar five hour game mm. and a seventy dollar one hundred and fifty hour game, he's not buying mm. either. But they okay. but they're like equal. Fuck you, Mel. But they're like equal quality. Yeah, I think the five hour. One. Really? Because okay. I know I'll finish it. Okay. One hundred and fifty hour right. one. I'll okay. probably what never. What about finish. ten hours? Ten hours? Because I like ten and five. I would prefer the ten hour. Okay. Uh, yeah, I like paying. I don't mind paying seventy for like a ten yeah. hour game. No, that's fine. It's just, uh, but if five hours is ridiculous. What about? Because think about you pay what fourteen dollars. This is, this is interesting. Because like, no, it would be like if you showed up to if you it would be if you paid to see the Avengers and after forty five minutes it ended, you'd feel ripped yeah. off. I'm kind of interested. Yeah, but you don't mind like, paying fourteen dollars to see two hours. So when you think about cost for entertainment, yeah, yeah. But seventy bucks for a ten. I, I want to gauge deal. where you know it's like Phil's kind of preferences lie here. So what about like a seventy dollar five hour game versus a seventy dollar thirty hour game? Is thirty hours also too long? And no, still thirty I could deal with them. Really? I still okay. enjoy it. Okay. It's when it's just it's just basically just RPGs. It's just that I okay. just don't have the time to do a life sub right. game anymore. And, and, and I assume I really that um, once you get to like the sixty hour game, that's like okay, this is already too much. Even that's if yeah. Even even hours, thirty tries my patience okay. a little bit. What about yeah. seventy for something like Mario Party or Mario Kart, where it's mostly based on friends and online well, stuff? Well, well, I mean the thing with those games though is that like there's no specific number you can put yeah. on it. Like I could play that's that. Why, whole that's why I'm curious. Yeah, like I could play that whole thing in 15 minutes I could play yeah. it for hours and hours and hours and hours and yeah, hours I mean, games, games so like that's that fine by different. me I mean, like, that's why I want, but I wanted to know how you yeah. felt about that particular oh yeah no that's fine yeah. if it's replay yeah. it's yeah. just I'm assuming this the order you play it after 5 hours you probably, don't want to probably back, not yeah. going to play it again probably not yeah. Yeah, unless you're like a trophy hunter who's trying to go for the platinum exactly. yeah, you will have no reason to play it again exactly after. so that's that yeah. just it's just too short mm -hmm. I mean it's and it's just because that's what the standard is yeah you know and so that's all that is. But at the same time, if they put out that five, if they put out the, that exact same game, and charge forty dollars for mm -hmm. it, I don't see a problem. Yeah, I mean it's like because eventually the game is going to go on sale. You know, it's exactly. like sooner or later, they're going to drop the price on it, and some point, probably just a few months from now, we'll probably be able to pick it up for like thirty dollars yeah. for a five-hour game. Yeah, which and is I just, fine. Yeah, yeah, and that and that doesn't seem yeah. like that doesn't seem like a ripoff. To okay. Me. So I mean that's what it all comes down to, and I mean, yeah, I maybe this should be a standardized. I don't think there's anything wrong with a game only being five hours if it's a really satisfying experience. Yeah. But I would 100% feel ripped off if I spent 70 bucks mm -hmm. and I was done. Which is what they charge in Canada, obviously. Exactly. Like, you know, in yeah, the yeah, States, yeah. it's still like $60, isn't it? They have, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But still, that's yeah. it ain't right. It ain't right. I don't care for that one bit. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah, the, the, the other controversy that's surrounding the order is like, uh, yeah, they, the reviews... Um, like, I mean, I, I saw one outlet, um, despite the fact that in their review they admit that the game is functional and there are no bugs and all that, they gave it uh, 20 out of 100 because they were just like, you know, it's it's a boring game. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I mean, it's like, I personally, I only start, like, you know, docking games really severely once I start seeing functional bugs that, you know, it's like actually really impair your ability to complete the game. And I don't think that you should necessarily... Um, you know, fail a game if it works, but you know it's like you just found yourself bored. I believe you should give it a low score, but no, I think you totally it. should fail it because mm. if it's not fun, what's the point? Mm. 
you know? If someone made a beautifully constructed version of a game mm -hmm. where you uh, correct spelling mistakes on a chalkboard, I would fuck that piece of shit. I wouldn't care <laughs> for that one bit. For sure. No, it should be graded on that. Mm -hmm. Like, if I review them, if, like, mm -hmm. for example, <clears throat> if I were to go to review a really horrible movie, mm -hmm. which you've done, which I've done many a time, mm -hmm. I don't look at it and be like, oh, this is like very slickly pretty. They clearly spent a lot of money on this. Mm -hmm. I recognize these people. Five stars. People would be, uh, that would not fly. Mm -hmm. It comes down to the quality of the experience. Yeah. And it should be the same with games. Yeah. I guess it's just that, you know, it's like what actually impacts your experience. Well, it, it varies. I mean. So, like, wait, if you play a game that looks good, but you're bored as hell, you actually, you think you've had a good time? No. I mean, it's like, I'll still give it a low mark. I'm just not going to give it, like, you know, a failing. You should 100% uh, fail it. So. 100%. You should be failing games if they suck. For sure. Okay. Now, like, you know. For sure. For me, I, I draw the line to functionality. It's like, I, I only. So really what would you give it? You give it like a 60 or something? 60, you know, it's like 50, but something like that. But that's a pass. Yeah. It didn't pass. They failed. It's a bad game. Well, it's not, you know, a great game, but, you know, it's like it is a passable game. It's like, you know, it's like on a, a technical game. level, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. But the experience is a huge part yeah. of it. Well, I mean, it's like, yeah, I guess you have to also realize, this, yeah, so. you also have to realize that, like, you know, um, yeah, I, I also think you have to view it from a consumer's perspective. Because, mm -hmm. sure, for, for us, it's a very different situation where it's like, you know, like you in particular you have play a game like pretty well every week right mm -hmm. so you know well this stunk but i got the next game next week yeah for a consumer that could be the one game they got all month mm -hmm. and it's a big deal they got to get that game yeah so whether it looks pretty or not if it sucks mm -hmm. that's like going to be the worst game well, experience like, this, had. this is this is this is actually kind of interesting because like this is where i'm actually seeing a lot of the divide in opinions on mm -hmm. the order um is yeah the um the hardcore gamers, like the guys that play a lot of shooters, Gears of War and all that sort of thing, mm -hmm. they're really coming down hard on this game mm -hmm. for not being an innovative shooter. Mm -hmm. But um, it doesn't even have to be. In, yeah, and, and it's not, I'm not even yeah. saying talking but, about innovation. It's just quality. Yeah, but then it's like you know you get the guys like you know the the Call of Duty guys mm -hmm. who like you know only play like a few games per year, mm -hmm. who aren't like you know constantly exposed to all of these shooters that mm -hmm. they're playing like you know every few weeks, and those guys are saying the game is like an amazing cinematic experience and this is like the game of the year. So yeah. there's actually this divide between the experienced veteran reviewers who mm -hmm. are like this is an innovative compared to all the other games mm -hmm. versus the casual guys who are like, well, I only play a few games a year and this game is like blowing me away. So yeah, like what, what, but that's different than yeah. the discussion we were having. Yeah, that's true. That's very different. It is. But like, what we're you know, talking about is, is quality because mm -hmm. yeah, something can feel like repetitive mm -hmm. and, and be very familiar and still be very well done. Yeah. It's when it's like, I'm bored. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. Well, that's, that's what I mean. It's like, you know, these, the, the people that are documented, the ones that are giving yep. like the super low marks, mm -hmm. they are saying that you know, yeah, they are bored, and so therefore they're uh, giving I it like. Suppose that's fair then. Yeah. yeah. And then there are other people who are like, well, I wasn't bored; it was a roller coaster ride. Blah blah blah. Like, um, yeah. Like, yeah. Strangely enough, it's like you know, one of the higher um, review scores actually comes from Canadian online gamers. Um, Sean Petrescheck, who is actually a contributor with um, CGM, he, yep. he occasionally does stuff, and he's actually got like the second highest review on Metacritic right now. He gave mm. the game like an eighty-six, mm -hmm. and he was just like, you know, roller coaster thrill ride, so cinematic, blah blah blah. I was glued yeah. to my seat, yada yada yada. He's telling everybody this is the game that 
you want to get your PS4 for. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's like he's all behind the, the, you know, if you just want, like, you know, a slam-bang action roller coaster ride, mm. then you get this game. Mm. But then there are other guys who are like, well, if you play Gears of War and you're incredibly systematic about it and you care about this technique and that technique and you're all about, like, the frames of animation and blah, 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 this game is absolutely terrible mm-hmm. for those guys. And that's why I'm giving it this score. Oh, I suppose if you just want to have fun, then the game is okay. But, yeah. you know, from a pure design craft point of view, that guy was like, I'm punishing um, these guys for not being innovative yeah. in their design and merely giving me something that's functional and by the numbers. Hmm. So, like, what do you do in a situation like that where you've got these people who said, I enjoyed it as a visceral, fun, thrilling experience, and hmm. other people who are saying, it doesn't fail on a technical level but because it does not rise to the occasion and is brilliant i'm going to punish it by giving it a failing grade yeah like well, maybe what, that's maybe what do a, you do then well maybe that maybe yeah. to go that harshly with failing it's going yeah. too far but i mean reviews are personal preference yeah it's right? true it's true they are yeah. so, so it's, it's like I, I just what you put into it yeah so i i just think that it's very interesting to see how divided these reviews mm-hmm. are between the people who are like it's fun yeah. and the guys who are like this was supposed to be a brilliant game that was hyped up for the last two years. I sat down expecting it to cure cancer. It didn't. Yeah. I'm going to punish Ready at Dawn yeah. for not curing cancer. Well, obviously, cancer. given so. that I enjoy Nintendo games, I don't feel that way. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. So that, that is the other big con- Like Everybody is talking about the review scores and the game link, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The Order 1886 is definitely the biggest news this week. So yeah. A lot of discussion coming out of that. There you go. Mm. Good times. Is that it? Yep. Cool. That's it for me. Alrighty. Thank you, Blaine. Alrighty, then on my news stories. Um, all right, so first up, um, this isn't the normally the type of movie that we talk about, but I feel like we should in this case because um, in several ca- in several instances, it's uh, Fifty Shades of Grey is proving to be a public hazard that we need to discuss. First off, okay, in so Scotland, you, you saw it, right? I did. And you I saw did. it with the appropriate audience? I did, with okay. middle-aged ladies. All right, so mm-hmm. how was that? Tell they, me what this experience. They experience. loved it. It was horrible. Were, were they like vocal? Was there? Oh yeah, they were. They applauded at the end, and there was a woo. There was some of that. Okay. Yeah. No, they loved it. Was there like all sorts of weird, awkward, uncomfortable noises during the hot and steamy sex scenes? You know, or were I'm they sure dead silent. You know, I have to happened? say, I wasn't packed at the theater I went to. Really? Uh, yeah, because okay. right. I went to the the varsity, which for people that don't know, Toronto's kind of like the pretentious art house theater. Um, I went to, um, and that's I chose to see that because I was curious to see what that crowd for Fifty Shades of Grey was going to be like there. And they were respectful. Oh, I should have, in hindsight, I should have gone to the like shirtless crowd. Okay. But anyway, should have gone to a shopping mall or something. Yeah, I should have. But anyway, um, it's proving to be a public hazard. Um, on Valentine's Day in Scotland, uh, there was this incident where uh, uh, there were three very drunken ladies um, out celebrating their Fifty Shades night, and uh, they were yelling at the screen, and a man behind them asked them if they would be quiet. And they responded by smashing a pint glass in his face. Wow. Um, so they went to jail. What? Okay. Um, Is so, that just Scotland anyway? That's racist, Mel. Um, so, so, that, so that was horrible. Um, and, and, that's probably, and then another amusing story. In Sacramento, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey is playing on a uh, drive-in theater that's viewable from the highway. And it's causing traffic jams. So, <laughs> so wow, drive-ins still exist, and they're actually still showing first-run theatrical. Mm-hmm, wow, mm-hmm. okay. So it's becoming a problem, yeah. and I think that we should just get rid of this movie entirely because I okay. think it's bad for the people. Okay, next up, um, I've been doing a lot of stories about Nick Cage lately because he's been signing on for crazy movies, 
and here's a really one I'm very excited about and one of his next dozen movies uh, it's a, he's doing a crime story and uh, Jerry Lewis will be coming out of retirement for his first role in 20 oh years to play his father God. so there will be scenes with a crusty old Jerry Lewis yeah. giving advice to Nicolas Cage Okay. and if that's not so enough reason like to go I don't know what is googly eyed and Nicolas Cage uh, nice Nicolas Cage mm-hmm. crazy Nicolas Cage exactly okay. and Nick Cage will be trying to out overact that yeah. So I'm very excited. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, very Nicolas excited. Cage trying to outact Jerry Lewis. Out overact Jerry Lewis. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be magical. Yeah, it's gonna be really magical. So that that's, guy's that guy's doing the Lord's work. That is Nick some Cage. legendary filmmaking yeah. right there. Good stuff. Yeah, Can't wait amazing. for that. Yeah. Can't wait. All right, then we got a couple little Star Wars stories related to the new movie. Um, <clears throat> a rumor's been uh, circulated heavily, saying that um, their Han Solo is gonna die in the next one kill that guy Han Solo's right been off. to die for a while though yeah. so. he has been and yeah. it would explain by why Harrison Ford was so game to come yeah. back and play the character yeah. after yeah. using for so long if he gets killed pretty much in- instantly so um, anyway who knows whether or not that'll happen I'm fine with that I don't really want to see old man Harrison Ford grumble his way through those movies too much yeah that's true I just want to see him that'll be fun but if he gets shot in the face by a blaster or something that's fine mm-hmm. we'll live We'll he needs on. to get shot by a blaster. If he gets cut down by a lightsaber, that's like that's not how Doesn't Han Solo right. wants to go That's how Luke out. goes yeah. down, yeah. yeah. Han Solo has a blaster to the face. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, next up, uh, Star Wars related, Mark Hamill did an interview last week where uh, there were obviously people were trying to ply him for information about Star Wars. Of course. He was trying yes. not to give much away, but he did say something interesting, which is that he said, they were sort of asking like, what, what, what Luke's like now? What's, what's that guy up to? And he said, you know, and Mark Hamill said, you know, it's interesting. I would have assumed, based on how the last movies ended, that he'd be in a very conflicted place and might have decided to go a darker route. But I was completely wrong. So that was my thought, too. Apparently that's not the direction. There won't be evil Luke. Which I think is kind of a bummer. Which I think is kind of a bummer simply because, uh, you know, Mark Hamill is an older man now Mm -hmm. and can do lots of wacky voices. Yes, he and can. I was really, yes, I was he really, can. I'm really hoping he'd yeah. take advantage of that and do mm-hmm. a villain. In fact, I was really the first time I saw that trailer and we heard the voiceover that turned out to be uh, Andy Serkis. I was yeah. hoping that that reason no one was saying anything was it was actually Mark Hamill was mm-hmm. going to be doing the villain and it would be a reveal. So the whole so the whole first movie you'd see like a cloaked figure as the villain with this creepy mysterious voice, and, and then it would be Mark Hamill because he could pull it off. He can do all sorts of wacky voices. Yeah, but that's not happening. Um, so, yeah, and apparently it's going to be good guy Luke and Han's going to die, or not, or it's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. But anyway, people are It, it would be it. nice if you know, Han went out with a bang, so to speak. I would certainly hope yeah, so. so. Um, oh, and then here's the next one uh, from the reboot realm, because they reboot movies all the time now. Of course they do. There's going to be another Shaft. Really? Yeah, they're doing that again. Shut your mouth. Yeah. And do we have names? No casting yet. No. Okay. No casting yet. Um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I have to admit, I was I, I, I got a guilty pleasure spot for the Sam Jackson Shaft. I thought that was well, actually pretty fun. Mm. Did you ever see it? No, actually, I it's didn't. It's a good time. All right, it's a really good time. Um, and I also am big fond, I'm uh, quite fond of the black exploitation movies in general. Oh, they yeah, they were fun. They're great, yeah. but I just I mean, you can't really recreate that. That's kind of a time and place thing. So really, it's just going to be an action movie. There's a sensibility with the, there. Yeah, I mean, it's like now being so politically correct, you can't do it as anything but ironically yeah. which kind of takes some of the fun out of yeah, it yeah yeah and it so. also came from a certain cultural yeah. place um so 
I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, now if, you know, you say that you come from the mean streets of Harlem, I guess mm. everybody kind of just laughs it off and goes, oh, so what cafe do you like going yeah, to exactly. now? So, exactly. <laughs> that doesn't work anymore. You know? Exactly. Yeah, I don't know what they're thinking yeah. with that. I just, yeah. Anyway, that's happening. Okay. So get ready for that. And maybe they'll bring back coffee as well and do a crossover. Okay. Uh, they'll yeah. do the doesn't Avengers like of Black Exploitation or doesn't something. Doesn't seem like a good idea, but oh well. No, but it's going to happen mm. no matter what. Um, next one. Uh, last week, uh, Matthew Vaughn was doing interviews to promote uh, the Kingsman, which was right. great. Okay. Did you guys go see it because it's so good? No. Oh, Brendan saw it. The one guy with the microphone saw it. So that's good podcasting. <laughs> um, uh, well, you guys should. Um, when it comes out on video, yep. you should ignore that and then watch it on streaming and then bring it up to me three years from now when I don't care anymore. <laughs> okay. And we will kind of not have a conversation about yep. it. I will do that. It's so good, guys. You should really go. But anyway, uh, Matthew, I was doing interviews with all of that. People started asking him questions about uh, Days of Future Past, which he uh, wrote the first draft for and was going to direct and then dropped out of it so that he could do Kingsman. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that his plan for it when he was going to do it was that when they went back in time, there was going to be a new actor cast as Wolverine. Who could then so that there could, for the new X-Men movies, be a different Wolverine as opposed mm-hmm. to Hugh Jackman rather right. than Hugh Jackman okay. doing it all the time. Um, but they dropped that idea. And I think that's kind of a shame. I mean, it would have actually been fun to have someone else finally and, yeah, do Yeah, honestly, I don't think that Hugh Jackman would have minded too much not doing Wolverine anymore. No, he's like done he's, enough. Yeah, he's yeah. probably okay yeah. with walking away from Wolverine. And he still point. would have been in it. It yeah. would have been like, you know, they had younger Patrick Stewart. Yeah. And, um, younger Patrick Stewart. Younger Professor X. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, that's kind of a bummer. Just because like these X-Men movies clearly aren't going to stop. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like Hugh Jackman's like hitting... Yeah, the, like the last he's, possible years he's of his life and, when he could yeah. possibly do Wolverine in a way he has to one wants to see Wolverine. So anyway, that's kind of a bummer and a missed opportunity. But hey, what are you gonna do? Uh, and finally, this is kind of a fun one. Um, David Cronenberg, who uh, has been very vocal about the fact that he dislikes super movie, superhero movies and doesn't enjoy them. Um, of course, uh, the Joss Tank who uh, the director of the new Fantastic Four movie listed uh, Cronenberg's Fly and Scanners as his primary influence on his take on Fantastic Four. And someone asked Cronenberg about it recently, and he said, much to my surprise, that he's actually quite pleased to hear that. Um, he said, I should have run down, wrote down the entire quote, but I didn't, so I'm going to go roughly from memory. He basically just said that, <clears throat> you know, when you're someone like him who brings a, ver- a, your, a personal voice to filmmaking your great hope is that other people will notice it and work with it and he's he's he said again as he's always said and is true that the chestburster in alien uh would never have existed we're not for shivers that's directly where that came from mm-hmm. parasite bursting out of a tummy um obviously alien had a lot of other original ideas going for it yeah. so we can't claim mm-hmm. that it's a uh, total knockoff or anything like that but uh, so he said that he was pleased to hear it, and he says it's extra nice to hear people admit it because the only time it's ever frustrating is if you see a movie that's clearly taken your idea and is passing it off as your own. Yeah. So I thought that's nice. They actually got David Cronenberg to say something positive about a comic book yeah. movie. Now I'm certain when the movie comes out and he sees it, he will have very negative things to say about it. But at least for it's now, we live possible. in a world where David Cronenberg has said something positive yeah. about a superhero. Well, it, it is interesting to see that with the Fantastic Four, you know, in theory, they're taking that weird body horror approach mm. to it as opposed to the usual, mm. hey, we've got superpowers, let's go fight for justice. I think it's a really so, fun idea. Yeah. It's clever. I mean, obviously, that's something that will only work for the origin story. Yeah. 
because once they have their powers, they have their powers. Mm-hmm. But I think... But I'm, as an origin story, it's an unusual one. To it's a good... Out. I think it's a clever move. And that does actually work with the Fantastic yeah, Four. Especially with the thing, where it's just yeah. like, you you don't want this, but totally. this is what you're stuck with now. Totally, so, yeah. yeah. It actually really works well with that mm-hmm. group. And just the concept, and it's just because, you know, they're, you know, didn't ask for their powers. It yeah. happens by mistake. I mean, I guess they... I guess the Hulk kind of does that. That is kind of the central dilemma of the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Powers that you don't want. But still... That'll mm-hmm. be fun and interesting. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, I just thought that was, was interesting. It's very rare you get to have a David Cronenberg comment on a superhero movie. So it was yeah, nice, that nice to wasn't get one like disparaging. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> okay. So that was quite pleasant. All right. Um, normally, this is the point where you hear Mel's voice suggest that I do movies now, but that's not going to happen. So I'm just going to jump in and do that on my own. Go for it, Phil. Thanks, Mel. Um, all right, so this week's movie is actually one that Mel saw, so I was hoping we could talk about it. Um, but I can do another one first. You can do Fifty Shades of Grey first. No, we're not no. doing that. <laughs> no, we are not talking about Fifty yeah. Shades of Grey. I'm sorry, I'm trying to get the Fincher to work. You know, it's All fine. Right. It's fine. Um, very professional. So, uh, the, uh, so, yeah, no, the movie that's coming out this week, Mel, is one that I know that you quite like, so I thought we yes. could both talk about this, which is The Babadook. Yes. Would you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. It's finally coming out in Canada. It, it, for a while, it looked it's like it never would. I mean, it basically, unless you live in Toronto, you can't see it in the theater, but if you do, I urge you to see it. Otherwise, it'll be on VOD. It's been out for a long time other outside yeah. of Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It came out last year, won a bunch of awards. For whatever reason, um, E1, the company that picked it up in Canada, they just kind of didn't really know what to do with it, um, which is a bummer. But anywho, it's finally here. Um, the plot is about... A uh, single mother, played by Essie Davis, um, who uh, is she American or no Australian? It's an Australian film. The entire cast is Australian, isn't it? Yep, the whole film, the entire cast is Australian. So it's based in Australia. They get to speak with Aussie accents. Yep, yep, yep. Faking American, straight straight American, straight up American, uh, straight up American, straight up Australian film. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. So uh, Essie Davis plays a single mother who uh, whose uh, husband died in a car crash on the way to the hospital while they were delivering their son. So she was just a little bit of trauma. Yeah. So she's extraordinarily traumatized by that. It's now. Is the kid seven or eight, Mel? Do you know offhand? The kid's either seven or eight. It's been, it's been either seven or eight years. And she now is a um, sort of depressed, worn-out mother who uh, can't. Who, who has obviously resentment towards her kid for yes. what's happened. Okay. And one night yeah. when she's putting the kid to bed, the kid asks to read a book, and he pulls this book off the shelf she's never seen before called The Babadook. Which, ta- which is a black and white creepy pop up book that looks very Edward Gorey or Tim Burton y. Incredibly and disturbing. In exactly. Words. And okay. spins the tale of this creature named the Babadook but duck that once you say its name um, starts hunting you and will get you, whether you like it or not. So okay, it's that's obviously just a little disturbing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's obviously okay. a very unsettling bedtime yeah. story, and the kid freaks out, and so does, her, and so does the mom, and she tries to get rid of the book, and then. Stuff happens. Yes. Okay. The Babadook Stuff appears to be real, or perhaps she's just a loon. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Okay. So, that's the general concept. Uh, Mel, what'd you think? I actually really enjoyed the movie. I wasn't a huge fan of the ending, which obviously I can't speak to because I don't mm-hmm. want to spoil it. That's ambiguous. It is ambiguous. But I did enjoy most of it. We were kind of hoping for a maybe more horror-ish ending. Yeah. With the book making rounds other places, but... Oh, so you wanted it to start a franchise. No, no, no. I just wanted it to end with the book maybe going... You know what, I'll tell you afterwards. I don't want to spoil anything. Okay, for fair enough. We'll talk about that after. Yeah, but I ended up enjoying the movie so much that after they 
released the movie, they ended up doing something close to a Kickstarter campaign where they crowdfunded having the book actually published. Mm-hmm. And That's right, and you got one of those bad boys coming to you, don't you? Did. That's yes. so exciting. It and you get to bring it to the office and show it to me. Of course I will. Awesome. I'm really excited because they actually had to write more, obviously, because you only see what maybe maybe like eight pages. pages. Yeah, of like, yeah, yeah. yeah, so they had to write an entire book, but it should yeah. be interesting. That'd be cool. I liked it because we were talking about earlier though how people define horror. Because Wayne was saying he was reading people didn't like it because they didn't define it as horror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We think yeah. maybe because it wasn't gory. Yeah. It's not a gory movie. Well, I've, I've seen some extremely critical comments yeah. about the film saying that they didn't like it. For sure. Well, that's the thing about it is, and and it's also, it's also a result of hype, which mm-hmm. is why I'm kind of a little bit bummed out it's taken this long for it to come out in Canada. Um, is that when a uh, new horror movie comes out that's really interesting, people want to get behind it, and then everyone thinks, oh, this is going to be the scariest thing ever, and that's not yeah. really how all horror movies work. Mm-hmm. This isn't, um, yeah, this isn't a violent movie, and it isn't a... Uh, a quiet, quiet, loud jump scare movie like The Conjuring. It's a very subtle psychological um, creep out horror movie. Um, uh, Jennifer Kent, the director, has said she's very influenced by everything from silent filmmakers, um, many of whom get visual references in the film, to you know people like Mario Bava, David Lynch, so there's, Cronenberg, there's a lot of, like, Polanski, Murnau in there, I guess. Yeah, totally. So it's it, go Murnau. yeah, go so it's very atmosphere mm-hmm. and very uh, it's very atmospheric and very much based on sort of mood and tone, which you know a lot of horror movie fans aren't mm-hmm. don't have the patience for because yeah. they want to see stuff get cut up. What about which dryers? I get, I like is it there, too. Is there like a dryer influence? In yeah, there? Totally. He, he did vampire. Vampire, yeah, 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 yeah totally. Okay. Yeah, she's she's name checked him too. Oh, cool. Yeah, okay. so it's a, um, and also it's a very thoughtful horror movie, and I think like one of the, at least for me anyway, one of my favorite types of horror movies are the types that sort of play off of elemental and very personal fears and sort of escalate that to a supernatural place and that's very much what's going on here as much as it is a film about this creepy monster called the Babadook who is very creepy and cool it's more so a film about you know melancholia and isolation and postpartum depression and dealing with trauma and that's where the ending um, that we've talked about that is uh, ambiguous and some people are from people and some people don't is that it it's very specifically designed to be as much about the metaphor as mm-hmm. it is about the supernatural. And it's very much up to what you choose you want the ending to be. And I deeply admire that about the movie, but it definitely isn't like a very simplistic sort of B-movie. Um, it is it is a art horror movie, okay. which is nice to see. Um, but it is also extra- extraordinarily well made. It's um, shot in this very creepy like blue-gray hue that bathes over everything. There's a lot of creeping camera moves, a lot of use of shadow, and the Babadook itself is really, really, really uh, brilliantly and beautifully presented. You never quite see it. It's all done through a variety of trick photography techniques, including stop motion. That's another cool thing about the movie is all the effects that she did in it are in camera. Mm -hmm. Um, Very sort of old-fashioned, sleight-of-hand type stuff. Is there any sort of digital enhancement going on? in the? Wow, really? Okay. Nope. It's quite impressive. No. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so that's part of it, too. It's sort of it is deliberately very old fashioned mm-hmm. and yeah if you're into just sort of sensation it, it does come down to what you define horror as because it is a very broad term and if okay. you're just into sort of sensationalism and one liners and gore then yeah, yeah you're like probably going to hate it but if you're willing to go with it and go on its own, own terms it is 
very, very, very well, creepy. Well, this sounds like something I would need to add to my fast-forward list. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's 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 a really wonderful film, and I think Jennifer Kent, um, for as a first-time filmmaker, and a, and a movie that was actually partly shilly funded on Kickstarter, it's a very, very tiny production, shows incredible talent and promise, mm-hmm. and as um, and as great as as wonderful as this movie is to watch on its own, and then easy to appreciate, and the most exciting thing about it is sort of that there's this new wonderful filmmaker now and that, seeing where she goes from yeah. here because um, if that's what she could do with scraping a couple nickels together if she actually gets a budget she could make something really special hopefully she's one of those people that doesn't go crazy when she gets a budget there's, there's always, yeah, yeah, there's always that danger of like now I can do what I really wanted to do it's of like course. oh actually those limitations were oh, working in your favor of course but I think but I think yeah. the beauty uh, I mean like this this movie was um, has been fairly successful people know the name it's mm-hmm. sort of already is kind of a cult thing but it wasn't so massively successful that she's going to suddenly get hired to do like Captain Marvel or something like no. that, you know? She's going to. Well, so now that you've said it, it's yeah. going to happen. No, so it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, so she, what, what likely, where, where it's going to go now is she'll just she'll get to do another movie in Australia that actually has a professional budget this mm-hmm. time. And then, depending on how that does, then yeah, she yeah. could perhaps go to right Hollywood. Right now, she's after still that. humble because she's signing every book that's being made for totally. that campaign. Yeah, it's a very much a handmade movie, yeah. but you wouldn't know it to look at it. Like it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, um, shot on high def digital. I assume yep. they didn't use film. No. Okay. No. Right. Um, so it looks. Yeah. It, like it, it. When I say it's very low budget, main Kickstarter. It's not like you watch it and it feels like. It doesn't feel like a it film is, project. Yeah, it, it's very professionally done. And she's been around the film industry as an actress for a long time. Okay. It was not her first time on a set. Um, it's just her first time um, directing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and then also um, the lead actress, uh, Essie Davis, um, is just, like, flat out amazing in it. And, okay. Uh, even the kid is great at Even the kid's annoying. really good. Yeah, like, like they, it's... They cast him perfectly. Yeah, it is. He's supposed to be annoying, and he truly for is... For sure, for sure. Annoying in that movie. For sure. Movie. Oh, yeah, no, it's very, very real performances, very well played. Yeah. And, okay. that's, and that's, yeah, like I said... It's nice that they didn't have to put on fake American accents just for marketing purposes. No. I'm always yeah. gratified. No. And it, yeah, and it, it's just one of those things where, you know, like I said, it's it's kind of... You bring to it what you want. If you, okay. want, if you want it to be... Woman, a movie about a woman having a nervous breakdown. It can be that if you want it to be a ghost story. It can be that. Okay. And uh, I can see how that yeah. would irritate some people, though. Totally. Since you know, yeah, some people don't want that kind of ambiguity, and it's like, just tell me what this movie is about. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic, and okay. uh, I really, really, if you live in Toronto, I really urge you to go see it in the theater because this will likely be the only time it yeah. ever will yeah. play in a theater. And if not, um, I believe it's also simultaneously on VOD now. And okay. I yeah, I'll definitely put that on my fast-forward list because so, mm-hmm. that's how I watch horror movies. For sure. Yeah. It's a great plug. Okay. Fast great, forward? great, great plug. Yeah. yeah. I, when I watch a horror movie, it's like um, once I start feeling uncomfortable and getting creeped out, then I fast-forward to get through the jump scare. And then <laughs> once I've seen the jump scare, I go and I watch it again at normal speed on mute so that I can prepare myself for what it looks like at normal speed. And then once I've seen it on fast-forward and then muted, then I play the scene out with so all of the sound effects. Three times? Yeah. So I watch the scary scenes over three times. Once in fast-forward, mm-hmm. once muted, and then once on normal. Is this once just the a is breakdown over. thing, or are you actually not a huge fan of particular I, I thought you liked horror movies. I, yeah, I do like horror movies. I just react very badly to an initial unexpected scare. So I defuse that by to. That's the whole getting point. rid of the scare. So. But that so, takes away part of the... 
See, because it's. I wonder you play games where you choose not to kill people. Because it's so sensitive, Wayne. It's either that or else I simply don't sleep for the next month. And since I need my sleep, it's like, oh. oh, Watch watch the Babadook. Because every now and again, you'll look in the corner of your bedroom and just stare. Yeah, see, that's why I have to add it to my fast forward list Mm -hmm. so that I can desensitize myself. The thing is, there are no jump scares, so it will just eat its way into your brain and you will lie in bed one night and look into that corner. It's pretty well all atmosphere. Okay. Do it. It's great, though. Yeah. Do you have okay. anything else you want to say about it, Mo? No, fantastic. Go and watch it. Okay. Unless you want gore, then, you know, if you're into the torture porn and stuff, don't watch it. I don't even think torture porn's a thing anymore. That's still I think it. we're past that. Just out of curiosity, Phil, what do you think of that new Poltergeist trailer that they showed? Oh, yeah. Um, Let's talk about that, Well, here's the we? thing with that is <laughs> that, like, I'm, I love Poltergeist. Yeah. It's a very, like, sentimental favorite for me. Okay. Um, I'm against... I, I don't think it should be remade. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of a perfect thing. Yeah, I have to say it looked like a million times better really? than I thought it would. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I got a little uncertain when I saw how much they were referencing the goddamn clown because like once yeah. I saw that clown. Well, how could they not? They got to sell it on the clown. That's uh, the big thing. Yeah. But no, it like, looked like they actually had some de- some uh, decent new ideas to go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, the cast was pretty good. Okay. Is it that's in it? It's like Sam Rockwell or someone. Yes, yeah, Sam Rockwell is Sam in it. Sam Rockwell's yeah, so in yeah, it, and yeah. he doesn't normally take just a job for that. That is true, yeah. And so. and then I looked it up, and the guy who directed it is the guy who did Monster House. I don't know if you ever saw that. Really? Yeah. This is the Monster House yeah, guy. Yeah, oh my yeah, god, yeah, I did not know yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. So there's an and that felt like an Amblin movie. Yeah, I mean, like that that so, guy makes movies with some actual heart totally. in the character. Yeah, totally. So just so like that was the Monster House guy. Yeah, totally. Oh my god. So okay. like, I wish it wasn't called Poltergeist. Yeah. I wish it was just a different like family based. A haunted house family movie, movie yeah. but it's called Poltergeist, and that's frustrating. But I have to say, like I, I when I clicked play on that trailer, I did so with dread, <laughs> and it was so much better than than, it had than, had it, than I okay. expected. Now, I mean, it's just a trailer. Yeah. There have been millions of great trailers for shit movies. That is true. Yeah. So who knows? But I, yeah, I have to say it. Uh, Still, with that director, that lot, yeah. actually is a little more reassuring. Knowing yeah, that I like him quite a bit, yeah, and. So. And also, it's a Spielberg intellectual property, so he would have to okay its existence. Yeah. That's the reason why yeah, there's so no there Jaws remake. So there isn't going to be any torture porn in there. Cause yeah, Spielberg totally. <laughs> okay, so one would assume he's at yeah. least been somewhat involved with it. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I wonder if he'll I'm have the same very level oddly of, on board. I wonder if he'll have the same level of involvement as he did with the original Poltergeist. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, from what I've heard, I mean, like, he was really reining Tobe Hooper in when yeah, well, <laughs> they were making there, that movie you know, yeah, back in the day. Yeah, so. there's a lot of controversy about yeah. that. And here's what I've always felt about it is that um, Spielberg wrote and produced that movie. Yeah. So he was very involved with mm-hmm. it. Toby Hooper was credited with directing it. Yeah. Just but he wasn't be- really. <laughs> just before. No, well, here's my feeling about mm-hmm. that. Uh, and, and, and Spielberg did also do second unit directing on it. That's, okay. We know that. Yeah. But here's my feeling about that. Right before he made Poltergeist, he made Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm-hmm. which was directed by Spielberg, but also written and produced by George Lucas. Mm-hmm. And George Lucas did second unit directing. Mm-hmm. And it was very clearly a combination of their two talents. Yeah. And I think with Poltergeist is the same thing. Okay. And I, th- I think I, I can feel Toby, Toby, <laughs> I can feel Toby Hooper, and as much as I do Spielberg, I'm a big Toby Hooper fan. And I think it's just unfortunately with like the Indiana Jones movies where no one's crescent authorship because Spielberg and Lucas are equally gigantic names yeah. because Toby Hooper and Spielberg are on two such yeah. different levels right. of respect yeah. everyone just feels the need to go 
oh well that's got to be El Spielberg because mm-hmm. it's set in the suburbs and it doesn't have a single guy with a skin with a skin mask and a chainsaw. Yeah. See, I didn't watch it because I don't want to spoil it. But um, you didn't the original Poltergeist? No, I mean the, the trailer. Gotcha. Um, so so yeah, I yeah that is a weird controversy. We may never get the official answer yeah. to that, but yeah. I do I really do believe that yeah he did that after Raiders. He'd had that unique relationship with with Lucas. And I think yeah, I think that's every bit as much Hooper's, Toby Hooper's movie as it is Spielberg's. Okay. I feel both of them. Wasn't Poltergeist the one that considered cursed because most of the cast ended up Yeah, dying. all the kids yeah. died. Every single one of them oh, died really? before they turned 20. All of them? Okay. Yeah, right. every single one. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, but, any, yeah, anyway, I think that looks way better than it should. Okay, yeah. So, uh, I am kind of curious about it. Will you watch that in Fast Forward thing? Oh, yeah, I totally have to because it's got that goddamn clown in it. Mm-hmm. It's like that clown is responsible for denying me years of sleep. Yeah, that was a Man, I'm learning I so the, much uh, about you I, today, Wayne. I thought the movie was over. Mm-hmm. I thought it was over, the and point. then the kid went looking for the toy, and then there was that clown, and then mm-hmm. suddenly it was like, yeah, I mean, it's like a year without sleep. Have you watched because, it? Like, because the clown is going to get me. Mm-hmm. Did you watch it? Um, only years and years later. Many years later. So are clowns your uh, your hot button then? In um, the horror genre? If they move, yes. All right. If they don't, then I'm okay with it. Fair enough. But as long as it doesn't try to grab me and pull me under the bed and the camera cuts to, like, you know, a high-angle shot with my legs kicking around mm-hmm. as I get dragged in. So fine. how do you do with real-life scares? Like, can you go to the haunted houses and stuff like that? I don't go to the haunted houses. No. Did you, you, you never go to see horror movies in the theater? Mm, I have done it on occasion. Yeah. Um, the Ring was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. That was a bad, bad But you'd idea. already seen the Japanese one by that point, I'm sure. No, that's that's what I mean. Oh, I saw okay, the original okay, okay, Ring okay, okay, in okay, the okay. theater because it was like, yeah. oh, hey, that's like this Japanese movie. And I was mm-hmm. in Singapore at the time, so I was like, yeah. oh, let's check this out. And that yeah. was a bad idea. Yeah, did you yeah. sleep that night? Especially right. No, I did not. I did not sleep that night because... I had a TV at the foot of my bed. <laughs> so I went home oh, and I'm sitting there just peeking up occasionally. Just and it's like, a blanket over it. It's It'd dark be fine. in my room and there's this TV at the foot of my bed. And I was like, this seemed like such a good idea at the time watching TV in bed. And now this is just the worst idea ever. No. Like, why would, did I do that? Why, I would, why, why? I, I wish horror movies could still have that effect on me. I mean, I, like, I'll get a little creeped out and everything, but they don't. Like, they, when I was a kid, yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. they would do that. I would be that, like, yeah, I'd, no, I'd movies, be screwed up for days, movies, but not anymore. Psst, no, horror movies still have that effect on me to this day. Yeah. I never lost my sensitivity yeah. like, to I still, films. I still will, like, you know, get fun, caught though. on jump scares mm-hmm. and squeak and want to cover my eyes and stuff. But once it's over, yeah. I can go no, about like, my day. <laughs> insidious creep me out, man. Oh, really? The really? first time I saw insidious? that movie, it was but just like... that's so, like, cheesy. Yeah. Still uh, worked on me. Fair enough. I think yeah. anything that can hide in the shadows probably creeps away now. Yeah. Did you used to go see The Conjuring in the theater? Uh, that's, not, that's not creepy at all, either. It's Conjuring not, but horrible. listen to how sensitive this guy is. At least he's trying. Yeah. I know people who just won't watch horror movies because they get yeah, creeped out. That's, that's yeah. why I've got At my three-step deal. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying... Yeah. No, 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 I agree. I'm just saying yeah. Conjuring probably would have worked for him. Because yeah. I know a lot of people who said Conjuring that's, that's why was I horrific. Did. And I was yeah. like, Conjuring was so boring. What's no, wrong with no, you people? Like that, that's why I've got but my three-step fast-forward process. No, I didn't. That was a big reason why. I'm glad I didn't, though. I might have gotten really bored. No, you wouldn't have because it was more fun in a theater because, like, did you ever see a Paranormal Activity movie in the theater? God, no, thank God. Well, same deal, though. But those movies are... Because awful. I know they're not great movies, but when you get that many people in a room yeah. that are that tense together, 
you can feel that tension, and then people do scream. I wonder the last and time that's fun. No, and see, that's why, I, I, and that's I don't need that. I don't need that. I know, Wayne, you're sensitive. We get yeah. it. But, but that's, why people, that's why people like The Conjuring so much, is that it was a big hit, so you'd go, and there'd be 300 people there. But I know a lot of people who liked it who didn't see it seconds. in theaters, and I was like, it's really boring. I saw it in theaters. Like, I've... I didn't. I watched I don't know, it. I mean, I I watched the Blair Witch Project by myself. I saw that in theaters. I, and I, I watched bored. it by myself. You know, I was like alone. I was house sitting at the time, and I yeah. watched it in a big empty house all by myself. And that was also a very bad idea. I saw it at a. So. Uh, I saw Blair Witch Project for the first time at a film festival in a midnight okay. screening, mm-hmm. and it was like it, the hype had started with it yet, but okay. it wasn't like a phenomenon. But mm-hmm. I didn't know what to expect from yeah. it. So I went. It was creepy. And then as we were walking out of the theater, they had filled the auditorium with smoke and That'd had the cool. little uh, stick figures hanging from the ceiling everywhere oh, okay. without telling anybody. Okay. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was really, really cool. Yeah. So they that must have just creeped more. the hell out yeah. of everybody. Yeah, it was really just, cool. Yeah, okay. I'd love that kind of stuff. They do that. Yeah. It was More awesome. interactive movie experience. It was awesome. Well, I mean, it was just because it was like a big premiere and everything. Oh. They wanted to make a big but deal they should just do it. that normally. They should. I agree. That'd be great. So can we just kind of make up a list of horror movies that you should probably watch, Wayne? I guess you can compile Do you prefer, like, are you okay, is it more of the supernatural things that kind of creep you out? But oh, like, yeah, definitely, definitely yeah. more supernatural. So, like, you can watch yeah. Saw and it so. won't bother you because it's people. Yeah, exactly. The, the, yeah, I'm actually more okay with, like, the torture porn stuff where it's like, yeah. oh, okay, it's gore, it's torture yeah, porn. Yeah, it's the supernatural thing. Yeah, as soon you. as they start okay. bringing ghosts and stuff like that into it, then I'm like, okay. But doesn't it bother you if it's psychologically upsetting, the violence? Like something like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where there's no ghosts, but it's just like unrelentingly identifiable and terrifying. Um, I mean, I'll get a little tense, but because of the fact that there's like you know no supernatural elements. Have you seen the original? The, like, I'm talking about yeah, the original really... Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I've seen bits and pieces. Yeah, of it. I've never oh, actually watched okay, it straight yeah, okay. from. Like, Try that, yeah, Wayne, and get back okay. to me, and we'll talk about your feelings for right. non-supernatural horror movies. Yeah, that, every time you hear Chainsaw. Yeah, because I was I was able to watch like you know um, the very first um, Saw movie without needing to go through the fast forward process. No, that's yeah. Saw though. Yeah. Chain, uh, Texas Chainsaw is okay. a lot different. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is like amazing. It still upsets me. Mm. It's like uh, watching Hostel which upsets me. Which I still haven't seen. So. Hostel's, that's Hostel's one that, good. Hostel's one that upsets me. Because that's okay. also they put some thought into that. That's so it's just, like the, situa- the situation upsets you yeah. mm-hmm. as much as the actual much. violence. Okay. The violence is just horribly Real, okay. It's just, oh. it's also the concept. It's well, it's the thing. It's the concept. You know, people would do that easily. Of course to each they other. would. Of course. And it's yeah. Don't don't okay. watch Hostel. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro. He actually tends to be pretty bad for me. Like The Devil's Backboard. My God, that movie creeped me out when yeah, I saw that. That was just one. like oh. It's a really good one. Yeah. All right. That was pretty bad. <laughs> so. Shall we do games? Okay. Have you been playing games? Well, been playing I played Ace Combat for 3DS. I played Saw Cannibal Games. Yeah, okay. I uploaded it just before I came in. The review. Um, it was fine. Um, it's 3D dogfight simulator. Uh, by 3DS standards, Scribe 3D was fantastic. With flight games, that I was actually, actually wondering about With flight that game, games, so. that actually does work really well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever played Pilot Wings on the 3DS when that came yeah, out. Yeah, actually, I did. Yeah, yeah like so. it actually does really mm-hmm. help with control and everything. And they do a really good job with combat and one it had one mode that i enjoyed about it that um i like i could see some people complaining consider a cheat thing but there was like basically you control the circle pad shoulder buttons are your accelerator right, brake yeah and then the buttons and then their face mm-hmm. buttons are the guns but mm-hmm. there's one button that like if you're trailing someone if you press it it'll like move the camera back 
and the, com the computer will take control so that you can actually, it will actually link you up behind it. Oh, And then okay. you can just yeah. focus on shooting. Yeah. Which I can see some people complaining about mm -hmm. being irritating, about being like a cheat. Yeah. But I, I just found it, because you know, when you're playing a dogfight game, most of it is about it, you flying around yeah. the place trying it, to line each other up. It turns into a turning contest. Exactly. Yeah, so. Exactly. So I actually found that quite helpful. Okay. I mean, beyond that, the story's gobbledygook, and the... Um, it's basically just a series of missions where you blow up planes in different areas, mm -hmm. and it's short. So, like, it's not a deep or amazing game. Okay. But all it's supposed to be is you getting to control a jet in 3D and blowing the hell out of other planes. safe to assume that there's not, like, a ton of microtransactions in this? No. Okay. You can do some upgrading, but so okay. little that it doesn't yeah. make a difference. There's no multiplayer, which is a bummer. Okay. That would have been fun. Yeah, because but the, the, the latest PS3 version of Ace Combat, it was a free-to-play game, mm -hmm. which, of course, means tons and tons of microtransactions yeah. everywhere. Yeah. No, there's none of that. So, okay. so, but that being said, in so, like, it, it's just completely streamlined. All you're getting is dogfight, mm -hmm. but that I found played really well looked really good and aside from like having highway to the danger zone on the soundtrack at all times mm -hmm. is kind of everything you'd want out of that and so yeah so if that's what you want totally fun okay if you're expecting anything beyond that mm -hmm. then don't play that yeah but in terms of the slow release season there's nothing else really coming out it's a fun thing for to, now yeah it's, it's a fun it's a fun thing to kill time on mm -hmm. on the 3ds side okay I time I had fun okay yeah, anything that you played? Yeah, actually, I uh, Melanie kind of surprised me mm -hmm. um, by giving me something to review that I was like totally unsure Sorry. of. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a it's a PC game called Death Trap. Um, okay. It's actually going to be coming out for the PS4 and the Xbox One. Right. Um, and my initial take on it when I started playing was like, oh, okay, it's a tower defense game. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've played tower defense games before, but I'm not particularly huge on the genre. Do you know mm -hmm. what tower defense games yeah. are? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's like, you know, pixel jump monsters or any of those other games. Yeah. Um, but then what I realized once I actually got into it is that it's a tower defense game with Diablo uh -huh. in there. So not... So you get the usual tower defense bit where, you know, before the round starts, you're running around, you're dropping your towers, mm. you're selecting what kind of weapons they do before the horde comes mm. along. But then once the round actually starts, just like with Diablo, you've got a little guy that you can control and you're running around actually attacking the horde of monsters as they come along. Oh, so cool. it's not just your towers that are doing all the work, yeah. you're helping your towers So it's towers not just along. strategy, you're actually involved in the fight. Yeah, you're actually involved in it. And like Diablo... It's got RPG elements, so you can get you know better armor, better weapons, you know upgrading yourself, being more powerful, all that sort of thing. And so, I was actually caught off guard by you know how deep the game is. Cool. And um, I'm actually kind of looking forward now to when it, whenever it finally comes out on the PS4 and the Xbox One. Like, so it was a pleasant surprise. It was a very pleasant surprise, yeah, because I, I I honestly wasn't expecting much from it, but you know it's like the more I played it, you know it's like the the more I enjoyed it and. Mm -hmm. So it's got a lot of game modes. There's like a co-op mode, um, which is like you know just usual horde mode where you and three other friends total are fighting the hordes mm -hmm. yourself. And then there's a versus mode where you know one person actually plays the horde and the other person you know plays the usual tower defense thing. And cool. You can screw each other over that way. So yeah, caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting much from the game because it's put out by like a Hungarian studio right. of all people, racist who've done like um, Van Helsing. Mm -hmm. um, and a King Arthur game that's hmm. you know sort of in the style of you know real time strategy stuff. Right. So they hadn't actually done anything big, um, but this one is actually pretty good, and um, hopefully it does well when it also moves over to the consoles because it's really really different. I didn't think anybody could make Tower Defense meets Diablo actually work, but mm. you know somehow these guys did. So yeah, I cool. didn't see that one coming. Cool. Did you play anything, Mel? No, I went to see Cannibal the Musical. 
Oh, it was good? You saw it. You should know. And I didn't see it. Yeah, but you saw it. No. You just did the interview? Yeah, I was Aww. supposed to get the interview online so I could talk to them about getting tickets. It's good. And the interview is online. So. Yeah, I know. So I have to talk to them about getting tickets. You should see it. I bet it's good. I love the movie. And it's the guy, and I love Evil Dead the musical. And between those two things, I don't see how it could possibly The fail. music is even catchier than Book of Mormon. That's, I, I don't know about that. Oh, it is. It's way catchier. I love Schmidt Day and Let's Build a Snowman. Don't get me wrong, but come on. I found it catchier than Book of Mormon. Except for that stupid doorbell song. That was stuck in my head for weeks after seeing that show. Yeah. But no, great. I did not play anything. I have things to play. I went to Amiibo hunting, and right. that's it. Cool. I don't think I played I played Rock Band. So I'm excited for Rock Band 4, too. Rock Band yeah. 4! <laughs> Get ready to buy those instruments. I am ready. Yeah. I ha- I'm, I'm ready. Do you still, you Bring still it. have instruments, though, right? You okay, do. and our house is really weird because we only have an Xbox essentially for rock band. That's it. Okay. But we do not have a drum kit for rock band. We have two guitars and a mic. However, okay. for PS3, we have a drum kit and a mic. Wow, that is a weird setup. That's confusing, okay. yeah. So we're trying but to no build songs. an entire... Well, we have a few songs, but okay. all like there's over 200 songs on the Xbox, and then there's one disc oh, for the PS3. Okay. So we have to build one place. Yeah. One place. So even if it is backwards compatible, we're not going to buy it. That does no good. No. Yeah, we're not buying an Xbox One just for Rock Band. Yeah, okay. I see the problem. We'll have to rebuild yeah. from PS4. Yeah. Whereas, you know, it's like, yeah, with me, like, I'm really hoping for that because it's like, well, hey, yeah, all my stuff is on my PS3, so all of those purchases would just carry over. But if the drum they kit is backwards compatible. You all that money again from you, though, yeah. Wayne. I mean, that's just logical If stuff. the drum kit's backwards, backwards compatible, we'll buy one so that we can use a drum kit with the 350. Mm-hmm. So it's really going to be messy. Okay. But yes. Cool. We love rock band. Unlike Phil. I love rock band. <laughs> Apparently Phil does like rock yeah, band. That's just the face you made. Yeah. I love rock band. I love it. How I dare do. you? No, well, actually, what, 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 what was your favorite instrument when you were playing rock band? Well, I actually, I, I, I should specify, I actually had the Guitar Hero where the, you had the drums and, and stuff. That's actually, I started with the Guitar Hero and then I bought that Guitar Hero where you, you got a drum kit and everything with that. So yeah. I never actually had Rock Band. Mm-hmm. I had Guitar Hero with so a band set up. you have Rock Band. It's the same goddamn game. You know it, Mel. Um, I, I, no, that's a lie. I had Beatles Rock Band. Which there you was go. Compatible oh, with those Beatles instruments. Rock Band. So I did have that one. That was one. a good time. Yeah, that was yeah. a really good time. And then, um, I don't know, I liked doing like Rage Against the Machine and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you a drummer? Uh, am I a drummer? In, in your fantastical I would do band. it, yeah, for sure. I loved it. Because, Wayne, you're a guitar, aren't you? I'm more guitar, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, no, I was, oh, I see what was my preference. I was yes. definitely, guitar yeah. was my preference, yeah. but I would do it all of it. And for a while there, my wife was, like, the number one vocalist for a rock band. She on would the PlayStation be. Network. Mm-hmm. It was kind of crazy how... Charlie just wins everything. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, on, yeah, on the entire Sony Network, she was the number one vocalist That's for a while there. That impressive. was crazy. Charlie just wins at everything. Yeah. I've it made me feel really bad, though, because, you know, it's like there would be, like, all of these guys who are, like, and we're trying to form the ultimate band, so we need to be with, like, the number one singer. And she's like, well, you know, can my husband play, too? And You're like, no, like, he oh, sucks. Like, He's not as good a guitarist as, like, the other guys that we've got. So, <laughs> so yeah. I steal your wife from yeah. you. Yeah, pretty much, because, like, she was the number one vocalist, so it's like, we need the best singer, you know, it's like, that guitarist guy, not so much, but we need the best singer, and that was her, so, yeah. Oh, uh, the life of yeah, Wayne. all the rock band stories, so. Now I'm more interested in, like, how horror works in your world. I've got some follow-up questions for after podcast. Okay. Regarding it's, games. It's, it's, um, very involved. Oh, my God, horror games are, oh, t- because you can't Ugh. fast forward yeah. those. Yeah, you can't do Yeah, that. you can't, and that's why <laughs> the horror get like, Fatal Frame 2. But you love oh them. Oh, my God. Fatal Frame 2. 
Yet he loves them. Mm-hmm. Love hate relationship with Wade. Yes, with that's that's games. pretty much it. All right, I guess that's it for this podcast. We'll see you next week with nothing, no, nothing special, just the regular stuff. Mm-hmm. We'll have new stuff to talk <laughs> way about. Way to hopefully. bring, way to sell it, Mel. Thanks a bunch. Okay, <laughs> it's the end of February, end of days podcast. Sounds great. Better? Yeah. Yes. So make sure you come back next week for the end of days February podcast. And of course, till then, you can check us out on all social media, facebook.com slash comicsgamingmagazine, Google at Google+, Plus, which is what, google.com slash little plus sign, CG Mag Online, where you can find Wayne. You can also find us on Twitter at CGM+, Plus, and Phil is on Twitter. Yep, at that Phil Brown. Brenda's on Twitter at bfry 26 I'm on Twitter at kixxenchaos, K-I-X-X-E-N, chaos, and Wayne just don't even bother. And of course, you no, can check... Please don't. Don't, don't bother. No, don't, just don't. To learn all about the new Alien movie news, you can come to cgmagonline.com. We also have, we'll have Phil's Ace Combat review, Babadook. Wayne's Death Trap review, all the Babadook review, which is already live, his review, can, or his interview with Christopher Bond of Cannibal the Musical, mm-hmm. all kinds of fabulous, fabulous stuff, cgmagonline.com. And of course, you can always get us digitally at Magster. You can pay less than $30 for 12 issues of CGM. That's pretty amazing. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Save money and save trees. That's Magster. It's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R.com. Thanks.